The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Beyond the fairway. Come on, man. You know what it is. By now, you're home for all things swag and golf. We go beyond the scores and highlights and give you that real talk, that beyond the ropes talk. Uh, right here, coming up this week's episode, Bubba Wallace, man. Will I... I don't know how we got Bubba to pull up and stop by, but uh, I'm excited to get into it with Bubba. Yeah, this this was probably one of the longer pit stops he ever ever stayed and had a conversation with us, which was a great conversation. Can't wait for everybody to to tune in. But um, you know, I'm still a little bothered today. But go ahead, bro. Keep continuing. Oh, oh, here we go. Now we got to unpack. You can't just intro the that you're bothered, Will. You know we're gonna have to unpack this this this. What? Why, why are you feeling some type of way today, Will? It's just Tiger, man. I, I'm Doug. I really don't want to talk about it. Just Tiger Woods. See, well, do I have to pry it out today? Like, it's what's wrong with Tiger, man? The world is at a fever pitch with this Tiger comeback because he's coming back from coming back and and from a comeback. Like, I can't stand. I can't. I can't stand his ass, bro. I love him so much. I can't stand his ass. I love him, okay. but I can't stand him. Why does it sound like an abusive him. relationship? What, it, it, he, why can't he, you stand he, he, Tiger Woods? For years, he's been abusing my feelings. He has. I can't stand him because, one, I can't do this emotional roller coaster again, bro. I can't sit here and wait if he's coming back. Is he staying? Is he going to make an attempt? Is he hitting giggles and shots and hope be at the four tees and he's swinging and you see these leaks? Photos. I can't do it. You know. You know what, Doug? It's kind of like. So you know, I, I write screenplays, right? And so it's kind of like. Um, it's kind of like subtext. You know. I don't know if you know what subtext no, is. Me subtext me means me subtext. Subtext means you're saying a whole bunch of shit, beep beep without actually saying shit, beep. So basically, you know what? We'll put it right here. here this is how it works in screenplay. I'm gonna give you a scene and a sequence right here. Okay, oh. interior driver, excuse me, exterior driving range day. Action, Tiger Woods is swinging a golf club, ba- uh, face to ball contact sound as pure as ever, divots are straight, and they're shallow as if he is on the eve of a major championship. All His right. friend okay. is looking on, his swing consultant is looking on, a guy holding the camera, and there's a, tra- a tracking device. Okay, cut to, cut to, Hero Press Conference Championship. The Hero Championship World Challenge Press Conference. Reporter asks, Tiger, when is the target date for your next tournament? And Tiger says, I don't have a target date. Right now, I'm just hitting golf ball for hits and giggles. I get what he's doing. So the subtext is, you have a track man, you have people looking on, you're on the back of the driving range, the ball's... Uh, you got a teaching basket on the back of the driving range, and it's coming across as if you were grinding. But you're going to tell me at the press conference, you just hits and giggles? Come on, man. 
I can't do this no more, T-Dub. I can't. Tiger Wood can call me right now and be like, hey, man, let's talk about golf, and I want to tell you about my comeback. I'll hang up on his ass. Because <laughs> I can't do this no more. I, I got well, young he's not going to answer the question anyway. That's true. T- I can't. Tiger is the king of, he, he like in the Matrix. Brian, put me in slow-mo. He like the, in the Matrix when uh, people ask him questions at the press conference. Man, I can't do it no more. I, I had young kids in my DM, bro. Hitting me, hey, um, you know, Tiger's on his way back. I'm like, man, you 15 years old. You never experienced a journey as me and Doug have when it comes to waiting for him to come back. Sit down. Wait for him to come back again. I'm done, bro. I care I, I care about Tiger Woods the caddy. How's Charlie doing? How's his game? Is he there for Charlie? Is he giving Charlie good reads? But as far as, as, far as Tiger Woods the player... I don't give a damn. Wow. I'm, I'm well, done with him. Well, okay. I'm done. Okay. But I love well, maybe, him, though. I love him. I wish I, I love father, him. father, son. I, I'm, lo- I'm still refreshing on all his, his, his social media outlets. Just hope we're getting some more pictures and leaks. But I'm done with him, though. I don't care no more. I'm done. Move on, Doug. Let's get into this interview. Wow. I am just getting bossed around like it's my wife talking to me today. All right. Well, without further ado, we are going to catch up with a NASCAR cup... Winner. Make sure we say that right. Not a yeah. cup champion, <laughs> but a cup that. winner. <laughs> uh, a couple times. <laughs> I think we both messed that up. But hey, it's that time, Will. Let's go beyond the fairway with Bubba Wallace. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Beyond the Fairway Podcast, Dougie Fresh. Will Lowry, Bubba Wallace is in the building. Bubba, what's happening? Hold on, hold on, dog. Hold on. You got to do a better introduction. You got Cup Series winner. That's Bubba right. Wallace, don't <laughs> we'll do all. We'll do, we're gonna put that on the front, Will. You know, what I'm saying? Man, we, you we can't say it ain't just Bubba Wallace. I mean, it ain't just Doug Smith. You gotta say, you gotta he say like something. Beyonce of racing right now. You can say just Bubba Wallace, and it's like people know who we're talking about, man. <laughs> Beyonce, I mean, she's 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 way prettier than this guy. So don't yeah. don't don't do that either. I don't know if I can get myself Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, I, I do it all over again because I done fucked it all up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nah, keep that. We keep that. All right. So, all right. So we're in the, we're in the off season right now, right? Right, Bubba. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, about three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. So, how, I mean, how does it feel? You know, being because being in the off season last year, it has to feel a little bit different from being in the off season this year, given the fact you're a cup a cup champion yeah. or a cup winner. Cup winner. Yeah. There's a difference. You know, people will, will take your words and run with it. They call Absolutely. Cup champion. Easy. Now. Absolutely. Um, no, it definitely is. Um, you know, last off season was, was a lot going on. Uh, we had now announced our, um, our deal with 2311 fairly late in the season last year. So uh, all is good. Have, haven't been as busy um, this, this, this off season, but, I've I've gotten some shorter work done, so I am um, I am I am I'm sore at the moment. I'm in current rehab situation, so things are definitely different. But all is good. I'm on track, and I'll be ready to roll when the season comes around next year. But more importantly, but your golf season is now gone. Like, hold on, this is a golf 
conversation. Shoulders messed up. What, what what's going on with the shoulder? Yeah, that's uh, I'm more I'm more bummed about. It's sad that I'm saying this. I'm more bummed about missing out on golf than I am about getting in the car. Um, I did. I was able to capitalize my last round of golf. I shot 85, which is good for me, which is solid. Oh, solid. So I'll take that. Um, but I had a I had a torn labrum um, and, and a bone spur that needed to be taken care of. From we're guessing from wear and tear because I've never had anything traumatic uh, happen to my shoulder. Uh, so 18 years of, uh, of racing, I think caught up with me and it was planned from the beginning of the year. So, uh, as soon as the checker flag fell on Sunday, I was in, uh, I was getting surgery done Wednesday, the following Wednesday. So, uh, we're right at three weeks. So, uh, all is good. I'm able to get some movement out of it. Just got to be kind of ginger with things that I do. Um, but all in all, the most important thing is making sure I'm healed to climb back in the car for, uh, for Daytona. All right, so you, you're talking about you know these injuries, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it, we're always speaking on whether you know there's so many similarities when it comes to golf and, and NASCAR, mm-hmm. and people want to say, me and Doug are golfers. We want yeah. to say that we're athletes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, I hear you know I'm cool with you know Denny. I'm cool with Almdinger and those guys, and they want to call themselves athletes. So I mean, can we make an argument that? Golfers are a little more athletic than NASCAR drivers. <laughs> mm. Mm. I don't. I mean, I thought we were going to be on the same page that we we're just going to call us both athletes. No, no, no. I wasn't going to do that. No, no. I, 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 no, I, no, I, I had to get the whole dramatic setup for that. We're not that both sports are we're not, we're not athletic at all. So I thought we were just going to come join the ta- table together. No, uh, no, we wasn't. Not at no, all. All right. So you're still trying to divide. See, man, there's so much dividing going on right now we, it, we it, gotta we gotta it, come together bro. It, 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 i mean there's a lot of similarities but no i i have to get this clear because i fight with those guys all the time i think golfers are more athletic than the nascar drivers i, I just don't i don't i don't see it like i, <laughs> okay, I just don't so see it one thing one thing that i say is um i'm not gonna put myself <laughs> in the hat because like i said my best round is an 80 um beating but, the guy beat, you're beating the guy in the other box Go ahead. Oh, that's that's good. I'll take that. But say Denny, <laughs> I know Denny is really good. Uh, Stenhouse is fairly good. They're, uh, I think they're a round of four, three, three to a five. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm getting at is we can do our sport, and we can come over and play golf and shoot Ooh. really well. You Ooh. can play golf really well. Ooh. I don't know what you shoot, but for damn sure cannot come over to our Ooh. sport and do well. See, I, I appreciate you saying because Will has to be checked. So for for you to come in here and just go ahead and, and and cut all that, appreciate that, Bubba. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. But how do how do you get into racing? Like, you know, as as minorities, you know, getting into golf is one thing. It's very difficult. It's very expensive. Yeah. But I don't need a car. How no. happened? How does how did Bubba Wallace get all that starting out? Well, hell, golf is very expensive. You're right. And so I'd say the the with the technology and golf clubs nowadays, you it's borderline almost the same to buy a go-kart, uh, the pricing <laughs> of these new golf clubs. So uh, unless you go like the PXG route, then you can buy like a couple go-karts for, uh, for, for that amount of money. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, they're both expensive, both very hard to get into. The hardest thing is, is knowing where to start with NASCAR, because like you said, where do you start? And it's so underground. It's so, um, you know, not mainstream, the, the way to, to start out in go-kart racing or quarter midgets. Uh, you have to know somebody that knows somebody and know where the shops are. And there's not many racing shops around and, and local racetracks around. So you have to do a lot of research. 
So yeah, it takes a lot of effort to uh, to find out, you know, just how to go get a go kart or a quarter midget. And once you do that, then it becomes a little bit more easy. You start the networking process. Uh, you start your um, your deals with negotiate, not negotiating, but networking with people to like who's the best engineer or the mechanic to go with, and and what racetracks are the best, what has the best competition. It's kind of a snowball effect, but getting started, you you definitely have to call people that are, are kind of in the industry that know some little inklings of of what may be going on in your surrounding areas. So, um, yeah, once you start, it's 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 a it's a slippery slope because you get sucked in really quick. You know, one of the things I find interesting when it comes to golf and uh, and NASCAR is these two sports more than any are about sponsorships, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I find it, you know, when you talk about the NBA and baseball, it's all salary cap based and, you know, they help you on your journey. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I want to talk about how was the sponsorship journey before you uh, became part of 2311 Racing? Man, it was a struggle. Um, We always, you know, we had some good partners come and go, uh, come and do some part time deals. But, you know, it takes it takes a substantial amount of money to uh to compete especially at the cup level so we would have some big name sponsors come in for one or two races but uh 36 races out of the year we would you know before before 2311 we were looking for you know 20 to 25 races to be sponsored and that's millions and millions of dollars and so it was always a struggle and and when you when you don't have the correct funding and resources then you're lacking on the manpower you're lacking on the equipment uh, you're lacking on everything to be the top dog. And so that, that's a struggle and you have to make the most of that. And so ever since joining on 2311, having partners want to be a part of our process, uh, having DoorDash come in, uh, for their first time and their first year was, uh, was huge. You know, them stepping up in a massive way. Uh, our, our founding five, we call them the founding five sponsors of our, of our team was, was DoorDash, McDonald's, um, uh, Dr. Pepper, Root. And uh, Columbia, uh, they were they were all you know they all played a huge role and are continuing to do so for for years down the road. So we're excited about that. We're trying to do everything we can off the racetrack to keep them happy and uh, to keep them you know keep signing them checks because we need them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, hey, can you uh, can you drop a plug for me though? I, I could use one of them. You know, get back right. on the course myself. Will you need a sponsor? I know you could probably probably use one or two. You know, hey, yeah, everybody you know, needs a little bit of money. Yeah, so we, can, we could be sitting here shouting out everybody all day. <laughs> we, we we can always help with the illusion of this inclusion. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Bubba, look when you, when we when you're growing up and, and you out here with the homies and everybody's hooping, playing baseball, and all these other sports, and you tell them you want to drive. As a as a black man, that's that's had to come with some interesting conversations growing up. Yeah, you know, actually for me, it hasn't. My friends were, were supportive of it. Uh, they were they always thought it was cool, but I was always traveling, so I kind of lost touch with with my high school group, and and uh, so I was really never there. I remember my sophomore year, my junior year, I missed sixty seven days one year, um, one time, two weeks straight. I was I was gone, and and you just lose touch. And, uh, but they were always supportive, always thought it was neat and, and, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're fans of it and everything. So, um, you know, I never really had it to where, you know, I told somebody what I did and got that strange look and everybody kind of lit up and they were like, Oh, NASCAR, that's pretty cool. 
you know, how many races are you on? How fast do you go? How many wrecks do you get in? You know, it's like all those, <laughs> all those random questions. We call them DARF questions, dumbass race fan questions. <laughs> you know, D- Doug and I, you know, we, we're always trying to, you know, grow the game. We're always trying to figure mm-hmm. out how can we make golf more inclusive and by our presence being, you know, uh, in front of the camera, hopefully we can track some eyeballs. You know, given the fact that you're just, you know, coming from where you were mm-hmm. and where you are now, you know, what what culture shifts are you most excited about, you know, being in this being in this space, you know, uh, uh, Bubba Wallace cup champion, excuse me, cup winner. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of that. We got to we got to make that happen next year. So hey, we, we, we come back on when you got the championship. Then. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, just seeing within inside our four walls at 2311 hiring on. Uh, more minorities, uh, making it more diverse. And that's what we've talked about since day one of operations for the team is, is making this a place where uh, diversity strives. And, uh, and that's big. So continuing to do that, continuing to create culture and to show what, you know, what I'm about. And it's different. You know, a lot, a lot of people come through and, and are just there to race and, and get the job done and, and do their job and go home. And for me, you know, hell, my family's at the race shop. My family right. is with my guys that I travel with uh every weekend and uh the people that i go see so if the culture isn't right there then how do you expect it to be right at the sh- at the racetrack you know uh where you're you're there to perform and, and be at your best uh, i really strive on the relationships that i have with my team and uh, that's very important to me and so showing them that hey at the end of the day you know i'm the one that might be on camera and and making everything kind of go in circles or ovals i should say um but we're all in this together you know, we're all the same. We're all human beings. Let's let's make the most of it. And there will be there will be more eyeballs on us because of the scenario and the situation that we're in. So don't let that you know, uh, uh, you know, take you away from getting your job done or what the main goal is. You know, I'm not here chasing cameras and and, and likes and stuff. We're here chasing chasing wins and trying to be the best that we can be. Because when that happens, this whole sport's going to change. Mm-hmm. And just like it changed to Talladega, yeah. you know, we got to keep doing that. We got to keep showing the world what we can do, and so that's why it's big for everybody to to be on their game and to be there. And then it'll eventually, tr- hopefully, trickle through in you know, our whole sport uh, to show, like, hey, you know, it, this is in, and, and it's really cool. So, what are you doing off the track, though, as it relates? I, I feel like, and, and forgive me, I'm not the most um, well-rounded when it comes to NASCAR. Um, and you know, I'm gonna come t- next year in Phoenix. I'll be there, but. Okay. I feel like you have to educate, you know, just like in golf, we've got to go out into the community and people yep. and, and bring them in. Do you feel like as the only minority that's driving right now, person of color, do you feel that onus too? It's like, yeah, I got to win, but I also got to be out here in these streets getting people to the track and behind the wheel. Yeah. yeah you, you, we, it's, we definitely, definitely. it's definitely race adjacent for sure. Yeah. The, the, the conversations that I've had with, um, myself and NASCAR and getting us into the urban markets is, is been, has been good. It's been positive. We, we need to start getting some traction on that because that's, that's the markets that need it most. I mean, we're racing right there in the heart of Richmond when we go to Virginia and uh, you're pulling through so many African American communities there. And um, I'd say some of them are coming to the races and, um, but we need, we need more and we need to figure out, you know, why are y'all not coming or, you know, I mean, the racetrack is, step out your front door and bam, you're in the racetrack. That's how close it is. And so um, there's a lot of markets that we can go to Atlanta um, just to name, you know, the first two right off the top of my head, but, you know, being doing something pre-race um, like 
showing up early in advance to, to like you say, um, educate people and get them to come out and support. I mean, it's, it's taken off in a good way. Uh, I, I was down in Charlotte getting my hair cut um, last month and uh, stop in to get some gas and at a gas station and I had a mask on and a hat. And um, I struggle with recognizing people with a mask and hat on, but, uh, <laughs> but I had two, uh, two uh, African-American dudes come up and be like, Hey man, you Bubba. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. They were pumped. <laughs> they were excited. So I would say two years ago, would they have known anything? I would doubt it. Um, with everything that's gone on in the last 18, 19 months, they're uh, they're starting to you know gain traction on what's going on in the NASCAR world. So I think that's pretty dope. Man, dope, too dope. So you know, it, it, I want to talk to more about you know this uh, this foundation you got. You know, yeah. live to be different, mm-hmm. live to be different. So tell me about that because you got you and Harold had like a. I didn't get invited because right in my backyard, I live right behind Providence Country Club. So I'm a little upset about that, but uh, I don't know what I got to do to get invited. But hopefully next year, I I, I, I know somebody. But uh, yeah, talk talk to me about this uh, foundation you guys have, Live to Be Different Foundation. Yeah, so it really started out um, a a few years ago. And um, we're, we're still, you know, I continue to say this, and we're still working on, you know, who we want to be aligned with and support. Mm. Um, and there's so many different avenues I can go down. Um, you know, right now it was all about, it is at the, right now it's, it's all about helping the underaged youth and underprivileged youth get opportunities, not necessarily in NASCAR, but whatever Mm -hmm. they want to achieve Absolutely, and and making them feel comfortable because live to be different. We're all different. Uh, we might all look the same, uh, to society. We all look the same because the color of our skin, but Underneath, once you get to know somebody, you realize the differences that they have and how special that is. And, and you encourage them to live out their differences and to chase their dreams, no matter, you know, what obstacles are in, in front of them, uh, age, race, gender, disabilities, anything. You just go out and live life to the fullest. Uh, I'm different in my craft and in, in, in my workplace, but that doesn't stop me from going out and having fun and doing what I love to do. And so it's, it's all about that. And, and so if, as long as I can help out the youth, because that's, that's what it's about these days. I'm, I'm 28. I know I'm, I'm young, but I'm old. And it's already about the youth uh, coming up through and getting them educated on, on what life has to offer. Because once you get out of school, you know, I, I got out of high school early. And, um, you know, I wasn't my, – my, my journey was a little different than others. But, you know, real world stuff, man, you, you don't you don't learn that stuff in school. So it's it's preparing them for for what's next once they get out of those four walls and, and into the endless realm of, of life. It's uh, you got to be ready for that. And so providing them with opportunities, um, making sure that they're set, make sure they feel comfortable um, and, and continue yeah, to push them. You gotta, we all, we all, we all got to be pushed. Right. We might not be comfortable, but when you break through, there's nothing more rewarding than that. I'm just mad that 28 is old now, uh, Will, because Bubba got me feeling like an old-ass man over here. It's like, <laughs> damn. It's like, all right. I mean, I, I ain't going to put my age out in the street, Mr. I'm stealing my two zeros. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I got to ask you, because this is I, I thought it was cool watching it. Do you have a new appreciation for, for rain and rainies now? Because you did get that that W, you know. I saw you underneath yeah. the awning, and it was it was lit though. As soon as you got the word, yeah, yeah. Now rain, rain at the oval tracks is uh, is never a good thing. You know, honestly, that whole week, um, it didn't look like we were going to get the race in at all. Um, I was actually talking about this in an interview I did yesterday. 
um, about the, the probability of racing was like 10% from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And it was, it was like bizarre. So when we were like climbing in on Monday, it was almost like, dude, what are we doing? Why are we climbing in? We're not going to race. You know, the the track was still a little wet. I think Mm -hmm. we rode around for eight to 10 pace laps. And then they were like, all right, track is good. Uh, get ready to go racing. So it's like, all right, well, we'll see how many laps we make. Well, it ended up going not all the, the full distance, but, um, but still, I think, you know, rain races are, are, are <laughs> never fun because it just puts a damper on everything. Um, but when you're in the right spot at the right time and the race is official, I enjoy the hell hey, out of it. But it's funny. It's funny, Bubba. You know, I feel like me and you in the same boat because mm-hmm. I won my first mini tour event uh, on a caution. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But no, <laughs> I, I, I won my I, I won my first mini I won my first mini to event like on a rain delay. I'm waiting, but my thing is I was praying to God that it keeps raining. I'm like mm-hmm. God, if you love me as much as you say you do, mm-hmm. I need it to I need it to dump. And so when the, when officials came in and said I won, I'm like I get it. But I'm I'm curious to know what was your thought process while waiting? Did you did you go there and think like? Man, I hope it keeps raining. Or were you in a mindset? I'm prepared to go back out for battle. Uh, I was, I was both. I was honestly a uh, majority on the side of I'm ready to go back out because I knew our car was fast, uh, and I told myself as long as we're here in the same spot. I think it was 77 laps to go. 77 laps later, make sure we're in the same spot. We'll be just fine. Um, because I told myself on Thursday or Friday going into that weekend that we were going to win, uh, and it wasn't. Mm. It wasn't the hey, we're going to win today. It was just simple as this this is the weekend that's going to happen and that was it it was a it was a feeling that i've only had twice in my career and two times i've, I've won and capitalized on uh mm. once in 2013 and then uh talladega this year and um and it's crazy i've won many times in between now and then um but i haven't had that feeling and it was just again just we're gonna win so when it rained or or, or at the start of the race and throughout the race you know we were plate racing is so so chaotic you can go from first to last to first in a matter of three laps you know um but there was times where i was riding around and it got kind of close to the end and and the dark clouds were around and i was riding around 20th or so and i'm like this isn't what i told myself on thursday you know this isn't you know what's happening and then all of a sudden we kind of marched forward and we're leading and when the rain came out uh or when the caution came out it wasn't raining just yet it maybe had just sprinkled a little bit. And I was like, rain like hell, baby. Come on. <laughs> Jokingly. And all of a sudden, my spotter was like, uh, it's raining like hell on me. And I was like, oh, all right. Ooh, perfect. perfect. And, and so, <laughs> you know, part of me was like, rain. Because we're past halfway. We're official. Like, rain. Like, that's cool. I'll take it. Uh, we've There's been plenty of races that have been called due to uh, due to rain delays that have been official. And, um, and so I was just so happy to be lucky enough to, to be on the right end this time. And. Um, but yeah, I was, I was ready for, for both, both instances for it to rain or to get back going. So now, so now that you got that victory in the rain delay capacity, now is it, are you ready for that, that, that victory to go across the finish line without any type of, uh, uh, weather inclement or, or, or what have yep. you? Yep. Yep. No doubt. Um, you know, I, I, I put an asterisk beside that win because of the rain. And so I want to go get one of those wins. See, you knew I was going to ask you that, yeah, yeah. You knew I was going to ask. I was coming. Yeah. Of course. I was of like, yes. You, you put that there. It's like, dang. You know, that we paycheck weighed the same, though. 
and you you're right you're right about that um but it's just like man i want to get one of the full distance for sure so uh i'm blessed and fortunate enough to have another opportunity this year with uh 2311 so i don't see why we can't uh, go out and get it done so does that come with a membership to grove like you you own the you own you know the, the team with jordan he owns the team and denny like do you get the membership now like can you just pull up to you know grove 23 well, and I be can't like just pull up because it's down in florida um <laughs> I got to know somebody that has a plane or, or, or go down there somehow, but, Yo, you know, people uh, got but yeah, I, I put that, I put that, uh, inquiry in like, Hey, we need to get down there. So unfortunately I can't go down there now, right. but we're going to try to plan out something around Daytona since we're down in Florida, make it all, all right. right. Yeah. I sure uh, can't know, wait. I, I sure can't wait till I'm down there with you guys. Oh, yeah, it's going to be yeah, so no fun. Doubt. No doubt. You'll be on the plane <laughs> ride too. Hey, but before we let you go, I do want to ask you, you know, with the, with the backgrounds of, of NASCAR and golf and, and being aware of both, uh, is there anything that golf can take from NASCAR as they look to diversify the sport, or is there anything that, that NASCAR can take from golf from your vantage? Man, it's, it's all about storylines, right? You know, who's, who's top of the leaderboard, who's, um, who's, who's in first at the moment. Our sport is so long, like, you know, a lot of people probably don't tune in until the finals uh, on Sunday for you guys mm-hmm. uh, to see where everything's at. You obviously have your diehard fans that watch from uh, Thursday to, to Sunday, um, but but man, usually it's just tuning in. So how do we how do we get people to to, to be excited the whole length of our our races or our, our golf matches? Um, so I think we could both do some collaborative collaborative work and figure out that because our races are long, and I would say golf is long too. I know. A lot of the players on the tour are talking about how long it is to play around. Um, what players know. on the tour? Hold on, who you, who you put some out quick? Go ahead. Uh, I don't know exactly <laughs> who. Um, I've just I've just seen. Um, I'm just trying to set know. you up, Bubba. <laughs> no, I know. I don't know anybody on the tour, so it's fine. I can name whoever they want. Yeah. But, um, but I've just I've just seen rumblings of that, and it's like, man, how do we? How do we how do we get people our attention span? The attention spans are, are not that long anymore for anybody. Hell, I, no, you know, I, four and a half hours for or three and a half hours for a race. That's a long time. Um, you know, luckily, I love golf. And so three and a half hours for a round of golf is I'm good with it. I, it's, it's peaceful. It's quiet for me, but not everybody can relate to that. So got to find out what's relatable to 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 everybody. And um, I don't know if there's a, a perfect answer to fix any of that. Yeah, I, I definitely believe there there needs to be some type of educational component uh, mm-hmm. for for both for sure. But getting, hey, getting people out to to a race, they get hooked. They're like, "Oh, I'll be back for sure." Oh, now. It, it's it's a it's a different experience mm-hmm. because uh, I think uh, I think Denny Denny uh, provided me a couple of pit 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 stop tickets, passes. whatever passes, whatever passes, you know, pass. you know what the hell I'm trying to say. <laughs> and and I'm down there when I tell you I got so hooked and mm-hmm. and I give so much you know, credit to the your pit crew. Yeah. Like like those guys really work hard and yeah. you know, and I hence I think I'd be a better driver than the guy that does the tires. That's what I mean, let me say that, you know. Because okay. those guys are so athletic, mm-hmm. they're strong. <laughs> and I'm like, man, these these are linebackers down here. Like these yeah. are <laughs> they these are specialists. These, they're specialists too. Right. Right. You gotta yeah, respect no, the specialists. It's 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 cool to see and then, like I was saying, it's it's fun like first time picking up a golf club for me, I was hooked. And understanding what it takes to be successful at that, I still haven't figured that out. Um, but it's always that one shot that keeps keeps you coming back for the next week. And well, what, and what was that? What was that one shot? How, how did you get hooked in golf? 
Uh, you know, I started, I wasn't very good at all. You know, I'm, I was in the hundreds, of course. Um, but it's, I, I, we always often talk about this between myself, Ryan Blaney. He, he's a, he's a golfer. Um, you know, he, I think he said his favorite shot is a crisp three wood shot. Oh, nice. And I think mine is a, I think mine is a crisp, like six, seven iron that, that, and it's on the green. I think that's the shot that keeps you coming back. Yeah, yeah. So do you have, I mean, given the fact that, uh, I'm not saying you're in a novice space of golf, do you have a course that that uh, that you love going to that just gives you the, the warm and fuzzy? Yeah, I, I'm a member. I don't know if you probably have, but played at Irish Creek in Kannapolis. I'm, uh, that's, that's, I'm, that's my home course over there. I love that place. Yeah, I love that place. It's so nice. And I, a friend of mine who actually does my AC work here at the house, uh, it was about four years ago. I've been a member for four years, I believe, mm-hmm. um, going on four years or whatever. And he was like, hey, man, I'm playing play this course over in Kannapolis. And I was like, all right. Uh, I mean, I grew up around Kannapolis. Um, I don't I don't expect much, but I was like, all right. And then I show <laughs> up, and I was like, oh, wow, this is this is right. super nice for, for Kannapolis, North Carolina. This is a super nice course. And uh, I immediately signed up and enjoyed it. I had plenty of people out to to enjoy the round as well, and they all had the same feedback for where we're at in little town of Kannapolis, North Carolina. Yeah. To have a golf course like that is is really nice. Yeah, so, it's, it's definitely. Uh, but it's yeah, definitely, I've been there for a while. It's definitely aesthetically pleasing to the eyes for sure. Yeah. Hey, but 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 before we let you out of here, man, we ask everybody this question. Yeah. And you know, I hate to say it, man. This is probably the first time you ask a question like this, especially surrounding golf. Right. So, what we do for every guest that comes on, we ask, "Give me your rap foursome." So, if you were going out to play a round of golf, mm-hmm. dead or alive, who would be your rap foursome? It can be anybody, present, current. It doesn't yeah. matter. Who uh, would you pick? I, I would go with Biggie, uh, Wayne. Ooh. Um. Drake. Okay. And I'd have to put my fourth at probably Kendrick. Oh. See, that's that's right, lyrics. Bro, we, you you got a car when you are driving, like you got cats just banging in the car. I said, you yeah, got oh, those yeah, cats yeah. just banging the car when you're driving on the track? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I wouldn't just name uh, them just because I know their names. I just, I'm just, I'm talking about specifically in the car, though. Like, I'm playing hey, no, see, the grocery he, store he, car. See, Doug put you in the category of illusion for inclusion, dog. I don't know why he tried. I, this is what I, I don't know why he's doing you like that. <laughs> hey, Bubba, if I know any people that can help you with your golf game in that Charlotte, North Carolina area, I'll let you know because I'm not sure there's one you know nearby that can really get you right. So I'll let you know, man. Stay tuned okay. to your emails and your Twitter feed. You can read in between those lines, brother. <laughs> All right, Bubba, man, we absolutely appreciate you being here with us yes, today, sir. man. And uh, this was fun. Those. And uh, thank you for educating me on uh, Cup Series and Cup Winner. Cup Champion, champion Cup, cup Winner. Champ. Yes, there you go. See, yeah, see he, he ain't even educated. Learning. This is what I got to deal with, man. <laughs> Bubba Wallace, thank you so much. Fairway with us. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Big shots out to Bubba Wallace coming in here going beyond the fairway. Well, you know one thing I didn't get to ask because I had bad audio. So for everybody out there that was listening, I apologize. I I think I I got that like internet that you got to start like an old ass lawnmower and it's like I, I hadn't put my quarter in the machine to make sure my it was it was rough. Bro, so I, I apologize. I, 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 I didn't know if you pay your AOL bill or not. I didn't know Man, what happened. I lost my AOL login. <laughs> Do you know how many people will not know what that sound even means? Will? That is true. Like, <laughs> that that is true. That's hey, true. but one thing I wanted to ask Bubba Will I didn't get to was what's it like to be driving for a team under Michael Jordan. That's one thing, out of all the things we talked about, Mm. we talked about how he was a part of the team, but, like, is Jordan involved? Is he getting texts from Jordan talking about the car, talking about the pit crew? Like, how does this work? And then you got Denny Hamlin, who's who's still driving, who's part owner of this team, that's teammates and competing against Bubba Light. We should have went so many more places, but I, I can't thank him enough, though, for jumping in here with us, man. Yeah, that was fun, you know, and, and give, you know, Doug, you know how I move, bro. I'm always trying to, you know, go for the next step. I mean, it was cool that he's in here having conversations with us, but the whole goal for you and I, the plan for you and I, was getting to that uh, that charity golf event next year. That's all the reason why I wanted him on here, bro. I ain't, I ain't care about no four wheels, man. I ain't good no drive. I'm not a good driver. I got so many tickets. I ain't care about that. I needed him in here so we can plan to get to that uh that that that, that charity golf event because I heard that charity golf event it was right in my backyard I couldn't even get in I couldn't they was like who are you if you can't get in I know there's a problem exactly I try to I try to come up with the backwards hat and all you know drop names and they was like uh reverse your card and get out of here it was, like <laughs> that. it was just that simple so now. We, I might have a leg in. So we'll, we'll I was see. just surprised that you kind of tried him off the top, man. Will you, I yet, you know, see talking see, about his driving skills versus his golf skills? I mean, that's, I mean, I, I'm glad he said what he said. He said, "Look, you, I can come into your sport, Will, but you can't come into mine, Coach." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's just, that was that was that was one. Of, you know, I'm I'm always vulnerable, Doug, and that was just a pure um, bad journalism. Didn't know how to ask a question right. <laughs> I knew what you meant though. Like yeah, the I, I, I didn't mean it meant. like that. That's the that's like my third question messing up. I think I accused uh hey, look this is a disclaimer, folks. I didn't I'm getting a crash course in journalism doing this beyond the fairway stuff. I know nothing about how to ask a question correctly. And that's my second time or third time I think I asked Annika Sorenstam I think I accused Annika Sorenstam of point shaping. <laughs> Her face was funny. Yeah, His face it, was... It, mm-hmm. Even, uh, okay. even Ray Allen. I, I came across Ray Allen kind of crazy too, right? I think um, the very that first was the episode. first episode and we've done like almost 60. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little... Um, it's it's a lot. Recall, no. it's, I don't recall a, that one. But that that was funny. No, But Bubba makes a good point. Like, you know, a lot of other athletes can come into golf and pick it up relatively quick. But I tell you what, you put me in. I gotta learn how to drive a stick. I can't. I can't. I don't have my stick game. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know how to drive a stick? Be. I know how to drive a stick. I'm not proficient at driving a stick. Uh, man, my like, man, God, God put rest me her on soul. a hill. It's not cracking. I'm gonna God, tell you right now. God rest her soul. My mama taught myself and my father how to drive a stick shift. My first car was a 
I'm really about to date myself. Was a 92 Pontiac Grand mm. Am stick shift. Boy, you thought I was damn cold trickle. I was days of thunder all over the mean streets of Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> Man, well, I'll tell you what. Bubba being in Charlotte, you being in Charlotte, there's no reason that y'all shouldn't hop on a plane and go down and play Grove. Because I know you haven't played it yet. He hadn't played it yet, and I ain't played it yet, but it's a little different situation to get for me to get down there. Well, well, the, well, we got to figure uh, this Grove situation out. I'm seeing Instagram photos of, of all these different you know well, people down there. Man, I'm getting a little jealous, Will. Well, Doug, I hate, I hate to correct you. I, I have played the Grove. Oh, well, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I played it with uh, Larry Fitzgerald, and uh, that was quite an experience. Michael Jordan did it right. He told, I think he took everybody's uh, advice, and he just said, let's make that happen. The golf carts are going 85 100. miles per hour, and <laughs> the range balls is what you want, like you're a tour event. You ask the, the range attendant, I want to play the the peak pinnacle I want to play peak pinnacles and he'll get them for you. It was it's it most a beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. They got pink. If somebody's asking for peak pinnacles at the at the Grove, we got problems. <laughs> well, I, well, I, I like the yellow pinnacles actually, but that's just me. Well, well, that golf bag over your left shoulder might say something a little Shrink's bit. Strixon is the greatest <laughs> golf bag in golf ever in the world. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, but look, I, I appreciate Bubba, man. Hopefully, we can tee it up with him if we can catch catch up with him, man. He's gonna have a busy season. Uh, Bubba, thank you for coming on here, man. Jumping on with us, get your shoulder situation back cracking, so we can get on these links, man. But Will, let's go ahead and get to it with some interesting, uh, interesting news uh, to talk about today. So it is that time for Shake of the Week. Shake of the Week, Doug. Who you got, man? Well, I think we have to combo this one. You know what? There's no reason to yeah, let you... both of these gentlemen yeah. get off scot-free. Jordan Spieth and Henrik Stinson during the Hero World Challenge final round, well, they, I guess they got confused as to what tee box to use. And these professional <laughs> golfers decided to uh, play the wrong tee box and was assessed a two-shot penalty thanks for a rules official catching up with them halfway down the fairway. Uh, there on the ninth, and said, "Hey man, y'all got to go back to the tee box. Y'all play. Y'all supposed to play the. Y'all play the seventeenth tee. Y'all got to go play the ninth tee." So they trudged back and, and took a two shot penalty. But will I don't I don't really think they cared much at all. No, they they that was the most. That it was almost to a point they were trying to leave. They're trying to negotiate with the official. Like, all right, give us a two stroke penalty. Just make sure that we can have our our private plane leave early. What about that? <laughs> He's like, nope. Official said, nope. Take your ass back to the tee box and do it all over again because world ranking points is a factor. So they took their, their trot it back, and that's where they are right now. They they still finished the same place as if they if they would have took the two stroke put and just left. It doesn't matter. But either way, it it the the mistake that they made. It could easily. I mean, it could have easily happened to anybody. It could yeah, easily happen anybody. So I give them that. And you know, you also hear that it's never been done before. I seen it done on the. <laughs> I seen it done on the Advocate Pro Golf Tour event. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, I recall that down in Atlanta. Yeah, the Atlanta. Day. <laughs> that that was um, 
I'm not even going to talk on that. But, yeah, that happened. <laughs> there were some people that got disqualified. They got disqualified because they signed for incorrect scorecards. So, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and and that, that helped me get more money. So, I was as they were all coming in, I was like, disqualified, disqualified, <laughs> cha-ching, Look, cha-ching. Hey, but big shout-out to Jordan Spieth, Henrik Stenson, finishing first and second in the reverse leaderboard, as Will usually points out. But, hey, I think it's funny. The joint... The joint press conference between the two was hysterical, and, it was. and I do appreciate him extensive making light of a dumbass situation. So Jordan Speed, him extensive this week. The coveted shank belongs to you two. Thanks to Bubba Wallace and Jordan Spieth and Hendrick Stinson for giving us our entertainment this week. And uh, we are on our way out. Doug, uh, I mean, real quick, what you got going on this week? Anything special? Any golfing? Any assistant golf tournament right now? That No, no, man. It's a bunch of committee meetings, man. I got a, I got a PGA diversity committee meeting here in the southwest section. So we're going to get to those things and make sure this nice. game is, is moving how it's supposed to move within our PGA sections and uh, more the same, man. More trying to figure out how we can grow this game, man. What you got? Because you the I, one that's traveling. You you man. jumping you jumping the uh, coast this week, man. Jumping, dog. I gotta go see the the light skinned guy out west for a little bit. Uh, uh, meeting up with Apple. All right. Wish, I don't know wish why. Me, wish me luck. Wish you luck. Appreciate everybody coming in here, going beyond the fairway with Will Lowry and myself. Big shout out to Bubba Wallace for coming in here, holding it down and uh, spending a little, little smoother time. Will, you know, he wasn't speeding through questions. He actually came in and chopped it up with us. But hey, listen, follow, subscribe on Instagram. You know where we at? Beyond the fairway. Where we gonna be next? You never know. Tune in. Holla at y'all. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.